Good evening, everybody, fans of the Over Six Sports Podcast. It's your boy, Zach the Bandit Burke, and with me, as always, the Turf King, Cameron Charlton. What is going on with you today, Cam? Man, I'm just ready to bounce back after a terrible last week, terrible week for my money, terrible week for my betting ATS. Just not a good week last week, so nothing like a bounce back week this week. Last time I called that out, I went on a heater, so let's try and do it all over again. Yes, and that's what we're going to do, and we've got uh, 14 weeks left to go, so we're, uh, you know, we're closing up. We're about a quarter of the quarter of the way not quite next this i think this week's gonna be a quarter of the way through the season it's kind of right in between so we're kind of getting there we got to make sure these records get good you want to just remind us what we're sitting at percentage wise lock wise before we get into our picks this week yeah so i'm sitting right around 48 percent overall 04 on the locks you are sitting right around 47 percent overall two for two 50 percent on the locks. let's see if we can get these totals over 50 percent and get you your first block of the week. Are you ready to do the picks? Let's go for it. Let's go for it. Indeed. It is week five of the over six NFL picks against the spread. We already gave our, uh, our pick for Thursday night, tonight's game. Uh, and we both were on the Rams laying the points. And Cam, the first game that we've got coming up for this week is not even being played in North America. No, we have a game being played at 9.30 a.m. Let's Eastern. go. 9.30 a.m. football. Just when you think like your significant other can't get any more upset when you're watching football from 1 p.m., you got a reminder. Oh yeah, there's also two weeks, two weeks this year where we got where I'm going to start watching football at 9:30 in the morning. Yeah, we're going to watch so, from 9:30 till uh, till like you know, 11 o'clock at night, like legit. Like once that game, the game is so perfectly timed that like by the time that game's wrapping up, the one o'clock slate's going to kick off, and it's just it's so good. One of my favorite weekends of the of the football year. 100 percent yeah how do you explain that to your wife you're like oh yeah there's also two weeks this year where we have london games and i gotta do it 12 hours plus of the day plus they actually added an extra week this year like these things are just not things that go over well and then you're talking about uh you know wild card weekend you know wild card weekend traditionally was you know saturday sunday um and now they're adding monday into wild card weekend uh, yeah, it's just turning into f- more football all the time. I love it. The significance other who don't like football absolutely hate it. Uh, Cam, who's playing in the Queenstown of London, England this week? So we have the Jets versus the Falcons. The Falcons are laying three points here. And, I mean, just what a boring I mean, this this feels like a 9.30 a.m. game, the Jets and Falcons. It does. I mean, you're going to need, like, your morning coffee or morning Caesar to, to stay awake for this game, I, I feel. Um, that being said, to be honest with you, dude, I really do feel like this is a home game for the, for the Atlanta Falcons. For some reason, they have a really decent following overseas, um, and they've been over here before. 
recently. So they know what they're doing. Um, and, and again, the Falcons, I thought, played really well against Washington last week. They, you know, didn't have the balls to win, as one of our listeners would say. Like, Arthur Smith's a coward. I saw that tweet. Shout out. Um, yeah, I mean, I think the Jets may come down to earth this week. And uh, coming off a high, they got a bit of travel. Um, it's going to be tough for them. A team that's done it more recently, Falcons, I think that they're going to uh, be able to cover. Give me Falcons uh, laying the points. Yeah, I just I don't like either team. I did like some of the things I saw from the Jets last week, and I know it could be a huge letdown spot, but I I just don't like these Falcons, and I don't like how they seem to want to lose games. And again, I thought this was going to be a building year for the Jets, and they're showing those signs that I thought they would. So three points, that's right on that line that I don't like, but uh, let's take the team at three. Let's go Jets. You're on the Jets. The auto-fade Jets. I have not said the Jets are an auto-fade all year. The Falcons are more of an auto-fade to me. I like the Jets. I don't think they're a good team this year, but they're going to be building. They're going to be pesky. I'm a fan of the Jets this year overall at getting to like four or five wins, and this week could be one of them. I'm a fan that we're kicking it off on opposite sides on on Sunday at 9.30 a.m. Well, let's move it back to South Florida then. We have Miami heading to Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay 10-point favorites. Yeah. Um, uh, this is another one of those awkward spots where, like, I don't know, dude. I, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take the Bucks, and I'm gonna take the Bucks to cover. And the reason for this is gonna be the Bucks are literally from fucking Florida. So you know, one of the advantages that Miami has when anybody, anybody plays in Miami is announcers always say, oh, the heat, all oh, the humidity, oh, players got to have water and fans. Yeah, dude, Tampa's used to playing in that shit. I'm, I'm not worried about that whatsoever. And they should have beat the Patriots by more than they did. And it, you know, they just didn't get it done. Miami's look God awful. Jacoby Brissett's going to have to play a better defense than he did last week. And last week he looked God awful. I, I give me the bucks minus the points. I hate to say it, but it's, it's, I mean, it's definitely going to be a, an, an L for Miami. I don't see any game where they beat the bucks in this spot. Um, but I also think the bucks are going to, are going to, they're going to cover the spread. Yeah, for me, this is just such a letdown spot for Tom Brady. I think they're going to win this game, but 10 points is a lot against a decent defense. I keep saying Miami's defense is decent, so as long as their offense can hold the ball a bit, if they get Gaskin involved more, run it a bit, pass it a bit, this Tampa Bay defense hasn't been good, especially to the pass, so we'll see if Brissett can pass the ball. But 10 points is a lot, especially after the big letdown spot, after coming off that big high in New England for Brady. I think they're just going to take this game a little easier. They're going to find a way to win it. I just think it'll stay closer than 10 points. I would just argue that, like, it wasn't even a high for them almost. Like, just the way that the game script worked out for the Bucks, like, I almost felt like it's it was, a, it was a disappointment for them almost. Like, they barely scraped by because New England missed a field goal. Yeah, no, but this was a – last week was a game that they looked forward to all year. It was such a high. Sure. They looked forward to it. Like this game, there's not really much to look forward to this game for them. They're just kind of looking past this already. Like this should be an easy win for them. They're probably thinking, are they going to get too involved? They play the Thursday nighter next week against the Eagles. So again, this Dolphins team coming off last week, 
looking ahead to a Thursday nighter, I could just see it at a look ahead spot. I don't see Miami winning this game, but 10 points with a good defense is a lot. So I'm going to take Miami to cover the 10. I think the last thing I'll say about this game, I think this will show a little bit like what the Miami defense is made of. They obviously were horrible against the Colts last week. Um, well, I shouldn't even say horrible. They were, they were bad. Horrible is worse than bad, but like they were not good against the Colts. So if they put up a stinker against the uh, against the Bucks this week and and just don't like and the and the Bucks run them over, then we got to start to question. Hey, they've lost. They've been bad against the bad team. They've been bad against a couple good teams here. Are they actually a good defense? Their defense wasn't bad last week at all. Their run defense was not great, but their pass defense was still really good. What do the Tampa Bay Buccaneers not do? They don't run the ball. They pass the ball a ton. So Leonard Fournette. Maybe a fantasy play this week. Who knows? Who knows? But anyways, moving on past this game, we have the New Orleans Saints heading to Washington. New Orleans is two-point favorites. And what did we say here? We're going to fade Jameis every other week, but we should have faded him last week. I'm not going to fade him this week. Two points for New Orleans. This Washington team has not looked good. Their defense has not looked good against really anything. Camara's starting to come together. If they can pass it a little more. And again, Jameis every other week. So two points, that's under the betting lines. Got to take the two here with I'm, New Orleans. I'm 100% with you, dude. I don't think this is one we have to dwell on, dwell on too long. I don't think we have to overthink this one. Um, yeah, Saints minus two. This could come back to bite us in the ass, but like this is one of those ones where, as you said, every other week, this is this is the Jameis on week. Kamara 100% can get involved. Washington defense has been bad. I And frankly, the Saints are going to be pissed off after their piss poor effort last week and i think they're going to come out with some vengeance this week i don't think the two points is enough give me the saints yeah so moving into the next game we have the packers heading to the Bengals. green bay is laying three points woof uh yeah i mean do you want to go first because i don't really want to go first (laughs) i mean i i i think that the kind of what we said kind of in the recap show was, you know, the Bengals three wins were against teams that are 0-9. I think that's an important point to kind of bring up here. And the Packers, um, I think that's what you said. Anyway, the Packers are, uh, is that not what you said? No, that was the Broncos. Oh, the Broncos. Sorry, they're, all, they're both orange teams. Jesus Christ. Uh, that's fine. Whatever. Um, yeah, okay. So Bengals have, again, Joe Burrows looked decent. No doubt about it. Aaron Rodgers is starting to heat up a little bit. My real question is, is the Bengals defense good enough to stop Aaron Jones and Devontae Adams? My answer is no. Give me Green Bay minus the points. Yeah, I've gone back and forth on this one a lot. This is a game that I really like the over. I don't really like either team. we got no Jair Alexander playing. Zedaria Smith's out, so they're missing their two best players on defense for the Packers. Are you telling me Jamar Chase isn't going to continue his ascent on what he's been doing this year? I don't know if this defense is really good. I don't really know what to think overall. So, in me, this is kind of a pick-em game. I definitely think Green Bay's probably going to sneak out a win here. But I'll go with the betting knowledge here and three points. It can go either way, but I'm going to take Cincy just to be different here. Hey, mix it up. This is the thing, eh? We're t- like last week we had a bunch of them that were like betting knowledge, like two and a half, three and a half. This week there's two lines thus far that have been minus three. It's like the bookies have been listening to us and they're like, ah, fuck these guys. They, they think they know common betting knowledge. Take a minus three and shove it up your ass. Yeah, you're just going to hopefully 
like by them you just get a bunch of pushes and they don't lose any money or they actually gain money on a push so yeah it's true anyways back to the next game we have detroit heading to minnesota minnesota is seven and a half point favorites against the detroit lions here is it crazy that i think detroit could cover yes and no (laughs) (laughs) like i look at this spot and i'm like there's no reason that minnesota there's no reason that minnesota shouldn't cover this spread and then at the same time i'm like there's 100 percent two reasons from this season alone why they um sorry they should cover the spread there's no reason that they shouldn't cover it but there's two reasons earlier in the season where they didn't cover the spread where they 100% should have. So, and again, I think the Lions are due. I mean, again, they're on the road again. And, I mean, seven and a half, it's a lot. I mean, more than a touchdown. The Lions kept it. I don't know. I'm talking to myself. Just give me the Lions plus the points. I, I, I'm just going to start. I'm just going to keep. I'm in this spot now where I was with the Buffalo Sabres. I'm just going to keep hitting the Lions every week until they hit. This is just such an awkward oh, awkward game. Do you bet on the Detroit Lions and Jared Goff on the road? 0-4. Or, or do you bet Kirk Cousins covering 7.5 points? With Dalvin Cook and Adam Thielen <laughs> and Justin Jefferson. To me, I just I know this Detroit team showed signs, but this Minnesota team is starting to come together. I know the Browns game was tough last week, but they beat up on Seattle. This offense can be really good. Dalvin Cook gets another week of rest, so hopefully he'll be 100% and he's not second in snaps next week. So let's try and be different again. Vikings cover 7.5 points. I think that's probably the more reasonable way to go, honestly. Like, I feel like I should be taking the Vikings. Like, I don't think that's being different. I think that's where I should have gone. But at the same point, there's something in the back of my head that's been like, I've I've asked the Vikings to cover twice this year against teams they should have covered against, and they didn't. So 50% of the time they don't cover. And could they not cover this time? I guess we're going to find out. Yeah. Moving into the next game, we have Denver heading to Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh is a one-point favorite. Stop. Denver plus the point. Pittsburgh's auto-fade right now. Seriously. Pitt is auto-fade. And you could argue with me, and maybe I'm too quick on the, on this jump, where you could say, well, Pittsburgh's too good to be um, – you know, Pittsburgh's too good to be one and three. Uh, you know, they they're, they're due for a bounce back. They're playing at home. Tomlin's not going to let them go to one and five. Yeah, Big Ben is terrible. And I have not seen anything from this Steelers team against a uh, Broncos defense, which has looked really good. Teddy needs a Teddy needs a game where he starts to play well too. And and essentially what's a pick'em game? Are you going to take the team who's been on this terrible downslide and has given you nothing or a Broncos team that you could legitimately say? And again, Broncos, let me rephrase. Let's start this again. First three, only three wins against teams that are 0-9. That's actually true this time. Uh, but, but, this is going to, I just, at least they've won three games. And at least their quarterback looks like he can be a quarterback. Big Ben is garbage. Gotta give me the Bengal or sorry, the Broncos plus the point. I wanted to play the under so badly on this game, and then I'm looking at it, it's 38 and a half. Like, does either team score in this game? 
Like, Teddy did not look good last week. He looked just as bad against a good defense. Both these defenses are good. TJ Watt's back fully healthy. I mean, I'm just going to go with coaching here. Vic Fangio's a good coach, but Mike Tomlin, I'm, I'm going to go against those things that you just said, and I'm going to agree. Like, Mike Tomlin's not letting this team lose another game. They're going to scheme up something here to get a home win. They got the home field advantage here. They need this win more. The Denver Broncos are in an okay position. In a pick em, I'm going to trust this defense. I know it's going to come back to bite me, but this defense is good enough. I thought Pittsburgh was going to pick up a couple big wins. They beat the Bills. They beat a really good team when their defense was fully healthy. Should be back to fully healthy this week so they could beat the Broncos. And here's the thing. We've picked against each other, I think, four out of the first five picks this week. So one of us is going to be very happy at the end of this week, and one of us is going to be extremely sad. No, we've gone five out of six games on Sunday against each other, and it's going to definitely split 3-2. <laughs> we'll see. Well, I just don't get that feeling. I, I just – some of the picks that I've made, I'm like, yeah, I don't know. Like, I'm kind of going with kind of off the cuff. Like, I'm probably low dollar, like, low dollar on the betting side. But I, I don't know. For me, Cam, honestly, like, looking at, at, at how the NFL has gone this point, I could be super chalky. But sometimes I just got to go with my gut, and we'll see if it pays off this week because, frankly, everything that's gone on before at 47%, I just can't keep going status quo here. Yeah, so moving along, we have Tennessee heading to Jacksonville. Tennessee four-point favorites. Is A.J. Brown and Julio Jones back? That's my big question mark right now. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how you bet on Jacksonville, but can you really bet on Tennessee without those two guys? I mean, dude, again, Jacksonville to me is is still in auto-fade mode. I know that they covered last week, but yeah. Give me Tennessee minus the points because I just don't see I, I just don't see a, a world where like I'm going to edge on the side. They, they're going to have one of those two guys back this week. They've had, you know, two weeks of healing time for most injuries. That should be enough to kind of get back on the field. And yeah, I mean, you, you think Tennessee's middle of the pack team. I think that's fine. Even so they got to win eight games. Um, Like realistically schedule wise, they're probably going to win eight games or two and two. They got 13 games left. They got to win half of those, and I think this is one that they're going to win for sure. And and realistically, I think that they're going to cover by more. They're going to win by more than a field goal at four points. That's a cover. Yeah, I got to go that same way. Especially if we find out Brown or Jones or both are back, then this game. I think this number is going to go up in a hurry if we find out they're both back. Jacksonville starting to look like a team who could win one of these games where it's kind of tight like this and you're not really sure. So without those guys, I could see Jacksonville covering this and this could be one of their one, maybe two wins of the year, but I actually like Tennessee here and I got to go that way as well. Jacksonville though. I do like a lot of their plays for fantasy this week. Like this could be a big Marvin Jones jr. Week or a LaVisca Cheneau week. This Tennessee secondary is bad. Trevor Lawrence is starting to come into his own. So this could be a big offensive week. And but this also could be a week where Derrick Henry just gets fifty-five carries. So fifty-five we'll carries, four touchdowns for two hundred and fifty yards. Um, Cam, two things I want to talk about before we move into the next game. First one, uh, Tennessee lost to the Jets last week. I cannot again. Don't imagine a world where they're going to lose to the Jags. 
the week after losing to the Jets. It seems extremely unlikely, and, I, and as I said, I definitely think that we're on the right page here. I don't think I don't think we overthink it. The second thing I want to ask you a question: Do you are you nervous about your take at the start of the season that the Texans are going to have a better record than the Jags? No, if Tyrod Taylor comes back soon, which hopefully he does, Houston might have a chance at this division with how bad it is. You can't be serious. So, are you telling me Houston couldn't have picked up? They would They would be 2-2 two and two right now if Tyrod was playing the entire time. They would be tied for the division lead right now if Tyrod Taylor was playing. All right. So I still feel We didn't talk about, about injuries at the start of the year. We were just saying, like, who is going to finish higher? Yeah. I mean, I was high on Tyrod Taylor. Tyrod Taylor has shown he's a very good, or not a very good, but he's a good. He's an average NFL quarterback. Average NFL quarterback. He's better than I Jacoby mean, Brissett. <laughs> stole the words right out of my mouth. There you go. So, yeah, I still feel good about Houston finishing ahead of Jacksonville, especially with this whole Urban Meyer thing. It's just adding to the fact of it. Moving into the next game, we have Philly heading to Carolina. Carolina is laying three and a half points. Yeah, give me Carolina minus three and a half. Again, another one of those games where I'm not going to overthink it. I know that Philly got absolutely pelted by, uh, you know, they got pelted by the Chiefs. They got pelted by the Cowboys the week before. Um, They could maybe not pelted by the Cowboys, but realistically they did. They should have lost by 16 points or something like that, um, or 15 points. But the Panthers, yeah. This is going to be a nice little bounce back week for the Panthers. They're going to go to four and one. Um, this is the wrong side. What was it? Three and a half. Yep. This is the wrong side of the common betting knowledge. I should be going Eagles plus three and a half. Um, but again, I think this is a great, great bounce back spot for the Panthers. There is rumors that Christian McCaffrey may be back in time for this game. Don't know for sure. If he is, I, I think it's a, I think it's a lock, frankly. I don't think, personally, Christian McCaffrey's going to play as a fantasy owner. I want to see him sit another week because I do not need uh, a, an aggravation of his hamstring injury. Um, so I wouldn't play him, personally. Um, but I think there's just too many things going for the Panthers. They look, Yes, they've played crappy opponents this year, but what have they done, Cam, against crappy opponents this year? They've beat them. They've, they've took care of business, and they cover. Yeah. That's it. That's all I'm going with. Give me the Panthers minus the number. Yeah, and I can't disagree with you right now. This Philly defense is horrible in every aspect. Sam Darnold's looked really good. DJ Moore's going to have another big week. I just picked up Sam Darnold to stream this week as a quarterback. I like him in this matchup. He's looked really good. If C-Max back to help him out, all the better. Three and a half points isn't enough. Philly's not very good, and I do think Carolina is a good team in the NFL this year. And they got a good chance at uh, making the playoffs and really pushing for that. So, but they're not going to win a Super Bowl. So there you go. There you go. No Super Bowl for Carolina though. Next, Uh, we have New England heading to Houston. New England is laying nine points, and I mean, that's a lot. Bill Belichick, yeah. Bill Belichick versus a rookie quarterback. Really good. Davis Mills, four interceptions last week. Good chance at another couple this week. But can we really, with nine points with this New England offense? The Texans scored zero points last week. 
zero. Can we trust the fact that they're going to score points? Yeah, they're going to score more than zero this week. I will lock that in. They are not scoring zero points. Okay, so three? What did they score the week before? Six? Has Davis Mills thrown a touchdown yet? I do not have the answer to that. I don't think he has. I gotta look that up really quick. I do not. I do not think that. Um, I do not think that Davis Mills. Yes, Davis he Mills is, he did. Has Davis, he had one? Yeah, yeah. They scored nine one. points his first game. He actually looked good his first game. He had 168 Oh, sorry. Yards. They scored nine points his first game against Carolina's D, who was ranked number one. Oh my gosh, dude! So what was it? Nine six zero. Okay, I don't. I don't even care. Um, give me the Pats minus the number. It's a big number. Don't get me wrong. It's a big number. But the Texans just lost forty to nothing to the Bills. Forty to zero. You couldn't even get a. They could not even get a spot where they got to the thirty yard line, dude. Yeah, he is. He scored two touchdowns and they scored 21 points the first game he was in then nine then nothing so he's looked better than you want to give him credit for okay whatever 21 yeah give me the pats because i'll tell you what (coughs) excuse me the the bucks only scored 19 on the pats the pats scored 17 points on the bucks defense last week Let's not read into the no. You got it though. Offense, no, no. But see, here's the thing: is you said on our recap show that the rain didn't really make that much of a difference for Tom Brady. I'm gonna go with that. I'm gonna go with that. I'm gonna say sure. Pat, yeah, this isn't like it's Davis Mills throwing in the rain. Who's never done it before? Probably. We don't know what the weather's gonna be like, so we shouldn't talk about it. No, but, we shouldn't. But, but I that's just don't why see- that. No, that's why that game was so low scoring both ways. Yes. But. That's what I'm saying though, is just like, okay, so the Patriot or the Patriots still put up 17 points. Should have won the should have maybe could have won that game against a oh, team no, that won the Super Bowl last year. So they're not gonna they're not gonna win by nine against a team that's terrible with a with a rookie quarterback against Bill Belichick. I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just yeah. giving you Tampa's defense is not very good. We're, we're, we've learned that they've given up a ton of points this year. So it's like, we have two rookie quarterbacks who neither has looked that good and nine points is just a lot. I am going to go the new England side because Bill <laughs> Belichick versus a rookie quarterback. I'm just trying to give you both. There's a lot of reason you could go the other way. You in this could, game. if this, if this is Tyrod Taylor, this isn't nine points. Yo, I agree. If yeah. this is Tyrod Taylor, it's, it's a cover easy. If it's but, Tyrod Taylor and it's nine points, yeah, they cover, but it wouldn't be, it'd probably be what three and a half. But yeah, you got to look at something like if Davis Mills can figure it out. Brandon Cooks is a really good wide receiver. Yep. If he can figure it out with Brandon Cooks a little bit, he's their only wide receiver. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's thrown. I think he's thrown his past touchdowns to Collins or something. Or <laughs> Who? Something I hadn't heard of. Yeah. Who the fuck exactly, is that guy? Anyway. Yeah, Bill Belichick versus a rookie quarterback. So Minus nine. We're both taking the Patriots covering. Let's go. Moving in, Cleveland is heading to L.A. Chargers. Chargers laying one and a half in this matchup. Mm. Mm-mm-mm. I got to stand by. Do you want to go first? I think I've gone first a lot. Yeah, I can go first here. Go I'm going to go with the Cleveland Browns here. The LA Chargers, there's one thing you learn. They have no home field advantage. 
at their home stadium. It's just nobody cares in LA about the Chargers. Uh, and Cleveland's looked really good. Their defense has looked really good, and they just find ways to win. And I do like LA and a lot of things they could do. But again, this two-headed running game, if they need to throw it, I feel confident about this Cleveland team, which is crazy to say. One and a half points, that's close enough to a pick them. So I'm taking the Cleveland Browns. I'm on the same page. And as we talked about on the recap show, the Browns, dude, they are versatile. Um, they're going to be out. And as you said, you said it perfectly. This two-headed running monster, Chubb and Kareem Hunt. And Kareem Hunt could have a huge game. Chubb could have a huge game. Um, I, I just think that, again, as we had said, the Browns are super versatile. They can they can play shootout games. They can play lockdown defense games. They showed against the Vikings last week. And I think they're going to show it again this week. And it, what's, I, what's the total for this game? Do you have it? Yeah, totals forty-seven. Yeah, I, I'd be I'd be curious to take the under in this game. Like, I, I this could be a similar game to what the Browns played the Vikings last week. Um, I, I guess we're gonna find out. I mean, the Chargers' defense is obviously show that they're capable enough to keep a frankly high-powered uh, Raiders offense. I can't believe I'm saying that, but like Darren Waller did nothing last week. Was locked or on? Yeah, nothing last week. Was locked down. Pretty much the entire game, they they just they only scored fourteen points. Could they do the same to the to the Browns? Uh, yeah, definitely they could. But the Browns are definitely going to do the same to them. So I could definitely see it being a low scoring game. But Browns uh, plus the points, I'll take it. Yeah, moving along, Chicago heads to Las Vegas. Las Vegas laying five and a half points here. I like Vegas on a comeback here. They looked okay against the Chargers. They're playing Chicago, who has Justin Fields, who's slow to process. That's the big thought on him. Max Crosby has looked really good. Nasir's looked really good. They're going to get pressure to Justin Fields. He hasn't looked great through two weeks. He looked much better the second week he played. But this Vegas team looks really good. And their high-flying offense, as you just said, is going to show up in this game. Five and a half, they're going to find a way to cover. Coming off that Chargers game, they're going to find a way to bounce back. I'm also on Vegas on this game, minus five and a half. Uh, I think Darren Waller is due for a big game here. I could see a 100-yard, two-touchdown game from Darren Waller. Not because the Bears' defense is that bad. I just think that if you look at his track record last year and then what he's put up this year, I definitely feel like the Raiders are going to try to get him more involved. He just has not been involved this year. Uh, as involved this year, and they've still won games without him putting up crazy numbers. At some point or another, this guy's going to go absolutely off. Could it be in week five? We're going to find out. That would be an interesting prop to play, but I really do like the Raiders uh, laying the number five and a half at home versus the Bears. Moving along, we have San Francisco heading to Arizona. Arizona five and a half point favorites. You want this one first, Burke? Could this be a letdown spot for the uh, cards? Or are they going to keep rolling? Because this is this is where I'm like this. This could definitely be one of those uh, one of those games that are like a, like a, like a look ahead game, a, a catch game, or what's the what's the phrase we call it? Um, just such a letdown game yeah. after last week. I yeah. just look at this game and you're like, this is almost a must win divisional game for San Fran. Arizona's coming off such a high of taking it to the rams like is this not a massive letdown spot here divisional game i know it's hard to look look ahead or look behind and miss it but san fran needs this game badly 
can Trey Lance show up in this game? I know now Shanahan's saying Jimmy G might play, which seems silly to think because the guy looked injured, but a lot of reasons to almost lean San Fran here. Yeah, and I, I can't disagree with that. Um, I mean, they play the Cleveland Browns next week. So you could argue that there's it's it's a letdown slash look ahead spot. Um Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm I'm gonna take Arizona minus the points. And I know that I probably should at five and a half take San Francisco. I know that and, and I mean Debo Samuel could have a massive game. Um, but, but I do think that Arizona, I mean, Arizona just beat up on the Rams. They've beat up on every team that they've played this year. So a four and O team, as much as, you know, common knowledge would say it's a letdown spot. It's a look ahead spot. When you're a four and O team, you have that motivation to keep going. And in the division that they're in, they need every win that they can possibly get. I still think they're going to win this game. But I don't see how they don't get up for this game, knowing the fact that the teams that they have behind them, if they lose this game, they may be wait one game ahead. They may be tied for the division. Like it's one of those things where they I don't think they can afford to look ahead. That's why I like Carolina covering the number. Yeah, I'm I've talked myself into going San Fran this. They're not gonna look ahead because they got the bye week next week. So they're only thinking about this game completely. They need this win badly, and Arizona, again, all the things that we've made points on, San Fran's going to cover five and a half here, and I wouldn't shock me if they won this week. No undefeated teams by week five. Could you see uh, San Francisco looking forward to their fishing trip, to their Vegas trip next week, and just not showing up and mailing it in? No, this is a second straight divisional matchup. If they mail it in at all this week, this season's over for them. They got no chance at the division. So this is a must-win game. Shanahan's going to come up with a scheme here. Everyone talks about how good of a coach it is. He needs to show up this week because a lot of people don't aren't confident in Kling's, Cliff Kingsbury being a good coach. So Shanahan's got to show up. Must-win game for San Fran early in the year. And Arizona doesn't really need it. And I think they're just going to come off the high from last week. I mean, San Francisco doesn't have a chance at the division anyway. I mean, this division's going to beat up on each other so much, so you never know. <laughs> We're going to find out. Yeah, moving along, we have the New York football giants heading to Dallas. Dallas seven-point favorites. Yeah, divisional game. Uh, giants coming off a big dub last week, and the Cowboys are at home. This seems like a perfect spot to fade the Giants. And take the Cowboys. I'm going to keep riding the Cowboys here until they let me down. Because, frankly, um, they shut down the Eagles' run game. And they don't have a terrible run game. Miles Sanders isn't a, isn't a, isn't a plug. And Saquon Barkley had a great game last week. Can he continue it? I think that he could. Uh, but Dallas has just been too good for me lately. Wait. No, wait. They did not shut down the Philly run game. Philly ran it three times. Only yes, because three runs. Right, because they were afraid. They were afraid to run no, the ball. 
Dallas's run defense is not good. They were Philly's af- coaching afraid to run the, the coaches were afraid to run the ball. They were worried for no reason. They were worried about the Dow the Dallas Cowboys shutting down the run game. I think the reality for me here is is that again, I'm gonna go with history here. Uh, the fact that is that I have bet the Cowboys to cover the spread three times this year, and they have covered every single time until they let me down and make me think otherwise. Last week, I faded the Giants because they are a god-awful team. They really are. Last week, they showed up. This week, it's if they're not going to be as good this week. I get it's a divisional game. I get it's something to get up for. But that is exactly the same thing as the Cowboys are going to do. This is a great spot to absolutely put your foot on the neck of this division. You win this game, and you are in extremely good shape going up 4-1. and one. Uh, You've beat two. This is, again, divisional game. You'll have beat two divisional opponents in the last uh, two weeks and three weeks. And... Yeah, great spot for the Cowboys. Give me Cowboys minus the touchdown. I don't know why my gut feels Giants this week. Maybe it's because the rush defense for Dallas is gettable. Saquon's really starting to pull it together. And this New York football Giants defense has looked better. You also have a guy who's Daniel Jones can run the ball, which is weird and odd to say. And he's looked capable. Darius Toney looked really good last week. Can he be a difference maker? I think so, and this Dallas D is, I think, just playing better than they've been. I don't know why I think it's a good idea, and I'm going to regret it next week, but I feel New York covering the seven. I think this, they're going to get up huge for this. Joe Judge is going to find a way to get this team motivated for this, and I don't think Dallas is as good as they've been playing. I know they're 3-1 and one and look unbelievable. This offense is really good, but this defense has been better than playing better than I think they are. So I'm going to trust my gut here and go New York football giants to Woof. cover the seven. What, what do you have against the Cowboys covering? I just don't think they're as good of a team as they've come out to be. This, this is like the third time you said the Cowboys aren't going to cover. Yeah. I just don't like the Cowboys <laughs> as a team, but they seem to do it. And, Hey, I, I, I'll sit here right now and tell you next week I'm probably going to regret this. You but. might. I don't know. Maybe, you, like, honestly, the way that you've been picking today, like, you could be an absolute genius or you could be a complete idiot. Like, I don't know. It's, it's going to go one way or the other. We're going to find out. I it, We could split as well. Like, we could go 8-8 eight eight again. But I don't know. This week seems This week seems weird. This week seems like you're just, like, you're you're like this is all gut for you and you're just absolutely going balls to the wall you're like i'm going 14 and 0 or i'm going 3 and or sorry 16 and 0 or i'm going 13 and thir- 3 and 13 yeah it kind of worries me as i look at the sheet and i have like nine dogs so we'll see what happens maybe it's the week of the of the chalk maybe it's the week of the uh yeah i don't know i mean it, it, they are due the dog the dogs have been dominating so far i can't blame you so moving along to Sunday night football, and we got a great game. This is going to be a massive game in the AFC. We have Buffalo heading to Kansas City, heading to Arrowhead. KC, two-and-a-half-point favorites. Ooh. Um, so this is basically this is basically a pick em. Yeah. It's just the home field advantage goes to KC. Well, and they – well, you can go first on this one. Um, but they lost at home last time, just so you know. Yeah, I mean – this is that's just the whole point of the line. You give the two and a half points to the home in a pick'em game, and I think Casey's going to come away with this win. They need it badly, 
Bills are going to walk away with their division. KC's in a struggle. And to me, Josh Allen, I know their offense, they put up 40, they put up 36. Josh Allen's accuracy hasn't looked that good. He has not looked like Josh Allen from last year. He's missed digs on some big throws. I know he's getting a lot of underneath, especially to Cole Beasley, but he hasn't looked as good as you think he would. Tyron Matthews shown that he can screw with Josh Allen. He's done it in the past. And again, I think this Bills defense is gettable. Andy Reid's going to, he's probably been thinking about this game since before the season started because he knew that this would be a massive game in the AFC and Casey's going to find a way to cover two and a half points here and get the win. Here's what I'm going to say, Cam. The Chiefs covered last week for the first time in like, what, 10 games? The Chiefs don't cover. They just don't. For them to cover two weeks in a row would be shocking to me. I get the thought process here. You take the two and a half. It's the common betting knowledge. That's what you do. But the Chiefs don't cover. What are the chances that they win this game by one point, by two points? I could 100% see it happening because the Bills offense is, in my opinion right now, equally as potent, maybe slightly less, but equally as potent. And their defense is better than the Chiefs. 100% they're better than the Chiefs. So this game is going to be close. Again, it's a pick'em game, but on the side of history, I'm going to go with a team that covers versus a team that does not cover. Give me the Bills plus the two and a half. The biggest reason Casey doesn't cover is over these last 16 games, they've had more than an average of more than a touchdown to cover. This is less than a field goal. So to me, I know it's still the cover against the spread, but to me, it's a very different line. So. I, I like Casey to win this. I just don't see them losing. They need these wins badly if they, they want to compete in their own division, yet the AFC overall. But is this so, not a revenge game for the Bills? I they mean, they, they missed out on a sure. Super Bowl because of this. Like it, like I could like I can see the Bills getting up for this one. Like, yes, Casey needs the game, but the Bills also look at this like we were cost a Super Bowl because we couldn't get it done here. And this is our chance now to show everybody that, by the way, the guys that made the Super Bowl last year, yeah, we're better than them. Suck on that. Yeah, I'm not saying it's a letdown spot and the Bills won't get up for this. I just think Andy Reid's a better coach. He'll come up with a better scheme here, and that's what I'm betting on. I'm betting at Andy Reid at home in a game he's looked forward to as well. So That's fair enough. Moving along to Monday Night Football, we have the Indianapolis Colts heading to Baltimore. Baltimore seven-point favorites. I don't love that the seven-point line, to be honest. I, I, I don't. But I, I dislike the Colts. I did not bet against them last week, and they did win and cover. But I don't know. I've been high on the Ravens all year. It's burned me, but I'm just going to stick by them. Give me Ravens minus seven. I mean, I think Lamar Jackson's due for a big game. Um, just in terms of, I know that he had a lot of throwing yards last game, which I, I said in the recap show is great to see from the team that they're able to, you know, throw for that many yards. But I think that, you know, this week again, maybe they get back to the run game a little more. Maybe Lamar is able to scramble a little more. I don't think the Colts are able to hold him. I could see Lamar getting two running touchdowns himself, maybe three passing touchdowns. They're going to score 35 points. Is there a chance that, that the Colts score 28? I doubt it. Ravens minus the number. Yeah, the Colts aren't very good. They just beat up on the Dolphins last week because the Dolphins' offense is that bad. 
Baltimore's offense isn't that bad. Plus, they'll control the ball with the run game. Baltimore's going to cover the seven. They're a much better team. And that's basically all there is to it. Cam, how many of these games are we opposite sides? Give me that number. Because it's gonna, it's it's a lot. Exactly half the games, half the games, Oof. eight of them. So, it could be wild. This could be a wild weekend. Like this could definitely swing one way or another. As I say, we one of us could look like a genius, one of us could look like an idiot, and the likely I feel like is it's, it's going to go four and four. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. The likelihood, the likelihood is, is four and four. It's going to go four and four. So here's the best part, Cam. You're 0 and 4 in locks. You're 0 for. You need a bounce back this week more than San Francisco needs a win over the Cardinals or the Chiefs winning a win over the Bills. So, who are you locking up this week? Do I have to? Do yes. I, do I even try? Do I try and go for 0 and 18? I mean, I mean no, because season. no, because nobody's ever done it. <laughs> if you go, if you go, that's <laughs> true. If you go 0 and 18, you have to jump into Lake Brown style. I feel like that's what you've got to do. Uh, I'm going to go back to the well, same place. I'm going to believe in them again. One of our loyal listeners will love it. I'm going to believe in the Carolina Panthers again. They didn't do it for me last week. They need to do it for me this week. They're going to cover the three and a half against Philly here. Sam Darnold's going to have a game. It's going to win me my fantasy week. I'm going all in on the Panthers this week. I like it. What's the number again? Three and a half. Three and a half on the Panthers. Lock it up. Cam is playing with fire here. And actually, you know what's funny is our our, our listener buddy, he may appreciate that you're, uh, that you're locking up his team, or he could be pissed at you for giving him the kiss of death, which is Cam's locks right now. Um, my lock of the week is going to be the New Orleans Saints over the Washington football team. And what was the lot? Was it two and a half or two? Just two. Just two? Yeah, give me the Saints. It's bounce back week. I, I hate putting my faith in, in Jameis Winston, but at the same time, um, they're, they're, they're just too good and Washington's too bad. Um, again, I like this number because it's close. Like it's a three point. So basically this is pretty well close to a money line bet. I'm very confident that the saints are going to win on the money line. Last week, I got a little bit cute picking the bucks. Um, I still think they should have covered, but got a little bit cute with the big spreads. And sometimes the big spreads can go either way, depending on, on injuries and whatever at two points. I'm fairly confident that the Saints have what it takes in that spot to get it done. Lock it up, Saints. And by the way, I locked my lock this week. It's double lock week. Saints minus two. Yeah, I mean, I like that. That's what the other way I was leaning, but uh, I'm going to try and go back to the well. If Carolina burns me again this week, they will not be a part of the locks the rest of the week, rest of the year. So Never? Ever? Never. Nope. You're swearing them off. Yeah, they will not be locked again if they can't pull it off this week. Wow, what a commitment from this guy. Anyway, great show, Cam. Anything else you want to add before we get out of here? No, that's it. We just need a big bounce back week. Get both of our records above 500 somehow. We're close. That would be nice. We're close. Considering how bad 
like how much money the books have won thus far considering how many dogs have covered considering all those things considered the fact that we're sitting at close to 50 percent against the spread is not bad at all the only thing bad thus far is the locks you, like that this is your week i feel it for you dude this is your week it's going to be a bounce back week we'll have to play if, if you go like half the season like we're gonna have to like i don't even know we're gonna have to do like a ceremony you're gonna have to do something to get the juju changed i don't know what it is yeah it's gonna figure it out this week the panthers are gonna get it done i like it as always you can find us on twitter at over six sports at Zach Burke over six and at C Charlton Turf. And for the Over Six Sports Podcast, I am Zach the Band of Burke. And with me as always, Cameron, let's go Panthers, Charlton. Cameron, the Lock King. Sorry, the Turf King, Charlton. Thanks for listening to Over Six Sports, and we will chat with you next week.